After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night. It's a seven-game road trip. It's all over. The Kings somehow, someway escape. They steal a win in Houston tonight, 130 to 128. De'Aaron Fox takes over in the fourth quarter, 13 points and five dimes. He was fouled with three-tenths of a second to go. Knocks down all three free throws to secure the W for the Kings, and they head back to Sacramento. A 4-3 and three road trip. Keegan Murray makes history. He had enough threes to set the Kings' rookie record for most threes in a season, surpassing bogey. Hey, I'm Deuce Mason, joined by Morgan Reagan, who is driving back after a busy day. She's been in San Francisco all day, hosted a show, then hosted Kings Pre, half a post-game live, and now she's live with me. How you doing, Mo? I'm doing great. We all have busy days. This is the fun stuff. Well, it was fun, but it was not tracking that way at one point. I mean, you remember, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, whenever we talked about this, I was like, you know, here's my thing. You gave up 120 to the Rockets. You got to hold them under 30 every quarter in the next game. Uh Kings did not do that tonight. In fact, uh, Houston only had one quarter under 30. It wasn't necessarily the prettiest game, but the Kings, you know, sometimes at the end of a road trip, you just got to grind one out. The Kings beat the Rockets four times this year. The first three were by 20 or more. Tonight was a much different story. Houston was tough. They battled. The Kings could not just separate, even when it looked like they were late after Keegan Murray hits a three to put them up 121-116. Jalen Green was special tonight, Morgan. Dude, he was on one. Mm. At times, it didn't matter who was on him, how they were on him. The only time that things started working is when the Kings started blitzing him. He turned the ball over right away. It just, it 
forced him to make decisions. It forced him to have to think about what he was going to do next. But when that didn't happen, dude, he was like, okay, I, I, I only know of one thing, and that's to get buckets. And he got buckets tonight, 41 points. He did it on 14 of 22 shooting, 6 of 9 from 3. And, yeah, the Kings' defense wasn't great at times tonight, obviously. We know this. You give up 128 points. But, I mean, you, you just talked about it. Jalen Green's ability to hit some tough shots tonight. It was it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, and to think that I, I think Matt said his birthday is this week or he just turned 21 or he's turning 21. Um, it's just crazy to think how young he is. And, like, if you're the Houston Rockets dude right now. Like, you're it's, the Houston Rockets. By the Rockets. way, it's his birthday tomorrow, just so you know. Oh, it's his birthday tomorrow. Okay. So if you're the Houston Rockets, you're you're a Houston Rockets fan, you're probably looking at tonight's game, contemplating everything that's going on in your life, why you're a fan and everything. It it probably really sucks. But when you look at Jalen Green and his games, that's got to give you some confidence of like, okay, but there's a future. Uh, Yeah, 100%. And then even Jabari Smith, whose final numbers weren't crazy or anything, he had a couple of nice plays, and I'm like, dude, this guy has the makings of being a special talent. And Shengun, I mean, he does, hey, he's a little wild at times with the passes, gets a little too crazy with the passes, but he had a big game today. I love that we're starting talking with the, about the Houston Rockets tonight, by the way. But they did some nice things, and they competed in this game. You know, Steven Silas called them out after the last game. It would have been easy for them to, like, roll over in the final game before the deadline. They did not, and they'll be kicking themselves because not only were they able to come back in this game to take the lead after Keegan Murray's three put the Kings up 121 to 116. That was with 332 to go, but you felt like, God, if the Kings can just kind of get a stop here and score, this game may be out of reach. Green comes back, hits a three. Fox misses a jumper. Then Smith has this baseline jam. All of a sudden, it's tied up at 121 with 244 to go. Sabonis makes a layup. Jalen Green answers with the three. He is fouled on the play with 218. So it's 124-123. Mike Brown decides to challenge it. And this is kind of a key sequence in the game, Morgan, right? Like, he uses the challenge there. They win it, but... The three still counted. It just erased the and one. I don't know if it was the right challenge. I think he was so focused on the leg kick, which ended up being the right. He challenged it and got it right, but it didn't really yeah. help the Kings that much. No, and I, like at first I was like, yeah, challenge it. That's what you got to do, but... Obviously, with the three still counting, it didn't really matter that much. But at least he was successful either way. So then he got to keep that timeout. He did. Then Monk misses a three. Jalen Green comes in down and hits a shot with a minute 46 to go to put him up three. That was like, I don't know how he made the shot. It was just great defense. It was a runner, knocks it in. You're just going, are you kidding me? Um then Fox misses a jumper. Then Green again puts him up five with a minute 17 to go. So when it's 128, 123, a minute 17 to go, I'm like, well, this sucks. Three and four road trip. You should have won this game. I was thinking bad things. What were, what were you at mentally when it was 128, 123? Oh, yeah. I was, I was around that same spot. Just like, how is this happening? Like, 
what a terrible breakdown. I wasn't in a, a dark place. I was more just in the place of the the focus and the mentality. What, where were the breakdowns there, right? I wasn't thinking like this team is shit and everything's going to go to shit. It was more just like um, this team isn't ready for big, for, for challenging moments. Yeah, and then that next play, when it was 128-123, the Kings were in a great place. Sabonis goes up, and Mort has a rejection of the sench on that Debonis-Sabonis uh, dunk attempt. It was disgusting. Uh, and that's when you're dude, going, all right, that's the game. Yes, yes. Well, that's when I was for sure thinking that's the game. Because also, by the way, which is just insane thinking that Sabonis was playing with five fouls during this time but that's yes, a great point with, with that block with that block i was that's when i think i was thinking the more bad thing well then fox says hey morgan morgan it's me De'Aaron here you know this is my time it's the fourth quarter great steal on green by fox he goes down and scores it it's cut the three with under a minute to go so you're going okay this is interesting this is interesting um, so that's it. Then the next play you had, oh, this was a key sequence. 128-125. Offensive foul. Kenyon oh. Martin Jr. driving. Keegan Murray is there to draw the charge. How big of a play was that by the rookie? Huge. It was, I mean, even you saw how he took that charge oh. too. Like, they were going straight downhill. Wait, who was it? Who was it that was driving? It was it was KJ Martin or Kenya Martin Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KJ, KJ Martin. He was going downhill, full speed, full <laughs> speed, out of control. And Keegan was like, "Well, guess I gotta do this." <laughs> insane, absolutely insane. So then. They challenge it, was not overturned, it's King's ball, Fox comes down and just hits a bucket that you're just like, this guy, man, this guy comes up big, down the stretch, and it was huge. It cuts it down to one at 128, 127 with 42 to go. Green comes down, and he misses a shot, which I'm like, oh my God. Kings get the rebound, Monk takes it to the rim, and I'm thinking, oh, he's got this. Misses the shot. Yeah. Sabonis has a look. Misses it. Keegan, the tip in. No. Comes down. Misses. Oh, they call that jump ball. And you're like, holy shit. It's 128-127. One-point game. The Kings had four looks at the basket. And now you go to a jump ball between Martin and Murray? You're thinking it's game then, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, Yes. I'm like, you know, it's funny. I'm listening because I'm like, obviously not in studio. I'm listening to you yeah. and it feels like you're telling me a story. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> so I'm just living this out again because it was insane. So then the Kings lose. They don't get the jump ball. So timeout. Houston calls a timeout. 2.4 to go. Monk fouls with 1.7. Foul to give. All right, well, this sucks. 1.7. What the hell is going to happen? Shengun throws a bad pass. Monk has it. Kings take control. So the Kings get the ball with 1.2 left. Then this is what happened, Fox, at the end of the game. Sabonis straddles the three-point line. Keegan Murray, two strides away from him. Meanwhile, Fox 
above the foul line near the top of the foul circle and Monk in three-point play. Here's Harrison, hand of the ball. He looks, he finds Fox, he steps right, he launches for the win, way off target, not close. But a foul was called. A foul was called on the release. I think that's why that shot was so far off target. Insane. So Fox is fouled on a three-point attempt with three-tenths of a second left. And I know there was outrage by the Rockets, Rockets fans, players were pissed off. Eric Gordon did bump him, and the officials were asked about this after the game. A pool report was conducted by the Athletic with the crew chief of the game. The question was, why was the Fox three-point attempt with .3 seconds remaining in the fourth deemed a foul? The crew chief said, Gordon makes a legal contact to the lower body of Fox, affecting his ability to land safely. The follow-up, was there any doubt in the official's mind that it was a foul? He says, there was no doubt on the floor that the foul, the, excuse me, there was no doubt on the floor that the call was correct. And after post-game video review, the call on the floor of a defensive foul is confirmed. So they reviewed it after the game. They said, yeah, that's a foul. Wow, dude. And it's even even that's what uh, De'Aaron was saying after the game, too. He was like, dude, Eric Gordon got, like, he got me with his body. He got me. It's a foul. Like, that's what it is. And that's why I'm just so glad that we're not sitting here right now and being like, how did the refs not call that one again? Again. It's like, no, they made the right call. It's not an easy call to make, by the way, especially with the way that Eric Gordon's a vet. He did a great job of keeping his arms away, but just the way that he nicked him with the chest, it was too much. Incredible. Incredible. And then uh, Fox goes to the free throw line. It's always a nervous situation, right, to see how the Kings are going to handle free throws at the end of the game. De'Aaron Fox has been so much better at that, but still like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Um, then he knocks down all three. Here's the final call from the G-Man. The lefty, now in his sixth season with the Kings, delivers the second one, and the Kings have the lead. It's 129-128. Fox now has a 30-point ball game for the 15th time this season. Awarded three free throws with three-tenths of a second remaining. Here's the third one. He's got all three of them. Three-tenths of a second for the Rockets. It's a two-point Kings lead. Houston will have to throw it the length of the floor to get a shot. They let it bounce. Here's a desperation 65-foot heave that's nowhere near being successful. And the Kings have dodged a bullet. They get a win. They get a series sweep against Houston. And Houston fans and Rocket players are steaming right now. Yeah, they were upset clearly because of that call. It didn't look like a lot of contact in my eyes, Morgan. And I feel like if that happened against the Kings, we're probably feeling like, oh, that was minimal. Should not have been called, to be honest. But I get it is a foul according to the letter of the law. Am I crazy on that? Do, do, do you feel like it was that big of contact? Can I tell you, dude, you would have said that to me, though. You would have been like, Morgan, that is deemed a foul in the NBA. And so no matter how we look at it for the Kings, whether it was a minimal, minimal uh, contact or not, it is a foul. And that's exactly what you would have said to me if it was the other way around. That's tough. That, I mean, it, it, and I get why they would be upset in that situation. Yes, absolutely. No, I totally 
understand. I totally understand. I want to celebrate, like, being on this side of the call for once. But I'm with you, too, where it's just tough sometimes because it's like, what is that player supposed to do? Like, contact is going to be made for the most part by a defender and by somebody because this is a physical game. But, hey, it altered the shot, and that's where I think they really come in with that body shot by Eric Gordon. Somehow, some way, the Kings escape. They're now 31-23 and 23 on the season. So we just kind of went over that final minute stretch that was a roller coaster ride. Uh, what else jumped out to you tonight about this Kings win? Um, well, I think you and I were texting about De'Aaron Fox in the fourth quarter, his 13 points, five assists, just in the fourth. And I, I look at the way that he's been playing throughout a game, you know, and I just, I, I'm, I'm loving it more and more. Even when he doesn't have his, like, turn on the Jets moments consistently throughout a game, that's just not sustainable. That's not going to happen with any player in the NBA, and especially if you're one of the fastest players in the NBA. But to have that fourth quarter production from De'Aaron Fox on the last night of a back-to-back after he's sleeping on, like, little hospital beds because he just birthed a child with his wife, like, it is absolutely insane to think about what some of these athletes go through in their off-the-court lives and then what they're able to produce on the court. Yeah, 31 points for De'Aaron, 11 assists. He also had five rebounds. I love this number from De'Aaron tonight. Nine of 10 from the free throw line. Ooh, I love him I, getting to the free throw line 10 times, knocking down nine of 10. He was 11 of 23 from the field. By the way, I want to get to the people watching us live in the chat. Appreciate you guys being here. Biggest thing you could do, hit the thumbs up button. It just helps our channel grow so more fans can see what we're doing. Helps us continue to build this channel. Also, subscribe like Josh Brock did. That helps us. We're chasing 10,000 subs. We are less than 250 away from 10,000 subs. Uh, Rob in the chat, who used to be an official, uh, says, Gordon hit an airborne shooter. It's a foul every time. Okay. So that's, yeah, I mean, I'm going to trust the guy who used to actually be an official. I said it was minimal, but that, hey, look, that's a foul is a foul. I thought there were definitely a lot of questionable calls in this game. I mean, even the, 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 the jump ball, right? Late where it looked like it, it went off Gordon's fingertips and unfortunately, no, Dude, that was so icy. You're saying the jump ball and then leading to court. But, but wait, really quick, dude. Leading to the jump ball, even the ref calling a jump ball on the, on that on yeah. when all the players were rebounding, I thought Keegan Murray might have stepped on the baseline. Yeah, it's Paul. I, didn't, I didn't really get a good look at it, so I don't know. But the, it looked like the ball clearly went off Gordon on that one sequence. And yeah. I know my reaction, oh, officials, go look at it. Everyone's saying, hey, everyone, go look at it. The officials, go look at it now. Well, the league changed it, I think, within the last year or two, where in the final two minutes of a game, that type of situation can only be reviewed on a coach's challenge. And Mike Brown had used that challenge earlier on that three-pointer by Jalen Green when he was called for, when Barnes was called for a foul. Yeah, which, you know what? I do, like, I like it and I dislike it. I like it because what we used to see was every single out of bounds in a close game would be reviewed right and it would just stop the game so much 
And I liked it because they would be getting it right, though. But I disliked it because of the pace of the game. And you see tonight, like, it would have been King's ball. Um, but at the same time, that's why coaches are also given this challenge to hopefully save for big moments like that. Yeah, and the jump ball was weird. I agree, Zebra, in the chat. It took them like an hour to do it. I hate jump balls. Get rid of the jump I ball. I know. I know, I know, but, but it, hey, it, it worked out for the Kings in the sense of, like, I truly thought Keegan Murray might have stepped out of bounds on the baseline, and the, the entire Rockets bench was uh, signaling, it's a travel, it's, he's traveling, he's traveling. I didn't see a travel, but, um, but yeah, I, didn't, I, need, I would need a closer look at it, too. Next up, talking about this game, Morgan, obviously the defense is going to be talked about again because you play the Rockets twice in a row. This is a team that's near the bottom of the NBA in offense. They shoot 54% tonight. They knocked down 10 of 22 from three. They got to the free throw line 28 times, 24 of 28, and the Kings were out-rebounded tonight, 44 to 31. It is pretty insane that the Kings found a way to win this game, and probably the biggest reason was because of the turnovers by the Rockets. They had 19 turnovers, turned into 27 points for the Sacramento Kings. On the flip side, all the Kings shot 50% and 10 of 30 from three. The Kings only had nine turnovers in this game. The Kings also did a good job getting to the line. They shot 28 of 30 from the line, so great free throw shooting by the Kings tonight. It just felt like, I don't, was it like the end of the road trip, tired legs, it's almost the all-star break, everyone's feeling it. There's just a lot of defensive breakdowns. Yeah, and just really quick, kind of going off the good bit of even the free throw, Harrison Barnes was five for five from the free throw line, and there was times when I was like, post up HB, he's looking good down low. It just, he looked so strong and it looked like he was going to draw a foul on these young players at time, like almost any time that he was down there. And so I appreciated what he produced tonight. And then Deuce, you look at the Kings defense. Yeah, there were far too many times it was not pretty, which is pretty bizarre to think about some of the biggest moments late in this game were big-time defensive moments. Malik Monk, the game-winning steal mm. on that end of the floor. And then even De'Aaron Fox with that defense, when he got up on Jalen Green to steal the ball and get the easy bucket, like, that obviously happened before the steal. Sure, by Malik and, then, Monk. and then the Keegan charge. You're right. Those were three bit Like, yeah. they had some timely defensive plays late, and that was definitely encouraging. Uh, I also think... Kurt brings up a great point about that play late in the game, the Shengun inbound. They ran the same play twice. So they inbound it, right? And they had the Kings of the foul to give. So Monk fouls of 1.7. They ran the same play, the same exact play. And I also don't know why Shengun was trying to force that inside the key, right? It's kind of congested. I, I don't feel like there was much of an opening to me. Just get the ball in bounds. Don't be trying to dick around and, and, and force feed it, and then they turn the ball over. Yeah, talk about a guy, too, with some great vision. I feel like he's a high IQ guy, but still just young. And, you know, in those moments, felt the pressure, didn't make the right move, and ultimately it led to uh, just another loss for his entire squad. Oh, can we just give 
Willsey some credit right now. Lee just shared this with us. Willsey, who does an amazing job compiling stats and looking up stats. Keegan's eighth charge this season. That's tied for 23rd most in the league. Wow. That's a good one. With the stat of the day nominee, he also had a great stat. I retweeted about uh, the Kings dunking the ball and just like where they are now in the league with their dunks. I don't have the exact number, but... Um, but they've been getting to the rim and throwing it down with authority. And I think they're like middle of the pack in the league was his tweet. Um, I, I, I'm glad that they're being more and more assertive when they do get into the paint and they're not just looking to drive a dish. Uh, but at the same time on the other end of the floor, why, why, why is every team allowed so many paint touches without any Resistant. I just don't understand Dude. it some nights. The Rockets had 70 points in the paint tonight. Um, holy shit. Yeah, and they they missed a lot inside. See, they're 35 of 61 in the paint. Uh the offensive rebounding was uh 15-10 in favor of the Rockets. Second chance points 17 to 8 uh in favor of the Rockets. But yeah, I mean you just look at the defense, and there were many times tonight where I just felt like there was some bad matchup where, like, Herter's trying to defend Jabari Smith. And I know Jabari Smith's a rookie, but that's good night. You know, Jalen Green seeking out some mismatches. Um, I, I also thought it was interesting in this game, again, where Jalen Green's cooking and Davion Mitchell's chilling on the bench. Davion ends up playing just, what, 12 minutes in this game tonight. Yeah, oh, God. I, I, it's confusing. It's, yeah. com- it's all confusing when you look at Davion Mitchell, his minutes, his production, what he does, what he doesn't do. Um, I don't even know how to really break it down. Uh, he had nine points and five assists in 12 minutes tonight. And so it seemed like he was getting in a good rhythm. He had a couple of nice dimes to Metsu in that first half. One of my favorite plays he had was, he was everywhere again on defense. There was one play where he got switched on the Tar Eason, and it was just it encapsulated where the Kings are at, where he did a great job on Eason. He was battling, but Eason's like, I'm 6'8", I'm turning around, and yeah. I'm shooting it over you, and I'm going to make it because you are six foot. And this is kind of what the problem with where the Kings are at as we are you know, on trade deadline eve is you know, the perimeter defense is just not good enough. And... When your best defender on ball is your six-foot backup point guard, that's a challenge. It's just an absolute challenge. And so the Kings have to find ways. And I've given Fox a lot of credit for playing better defense. I still think he's playing good, way better defense than he has played in previous years. But for this Kings team to take a step, I'm really interested to see if Monty can pull something off at the deadline. And I, I think... They took a little bit of a hit today with the Lakers deal. The Lakers landing Beasley and Vanderbilt. We've been talking about Vanderbilt for a while now. And then they also get Russell in that deal, in that three-team deal with Minnesota and Utah. Russ is heading to Utah, probably going to get bought out. The Bulls and Clippers interested in him. And then Minnesota gets Mike Conley. I think that kind of helps him to get him some a veteran point guard. What do you need out of him? He'll do it. He's a smart guy. They need some leadership. I think that kind of helps him, but the Lakers just got better. And not only do they get better, that they, they got a guy that you could have used in Vanderbilt. That's, that's the, it's, 
okay, it's frustrating right now, right, when you look at, like, what Vanderbilt could have been with the Sacramento Kings, especially you talk about a guy with length, a guy that um, can play some defense, can be a spot-up shooter. Like, he has shown why so many people have this interest in him. And you look at the deal for the Los Angeles Lakers in this three-team deal, and it does make you think, why couldn't they get it done? But at the same time, doesn't matter. It already happened, and the Los Angeles Lakers did get better today, and I think some people try and act like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. Just because it isn't a a prime top name in the league doesn't mean that it's not going to help this Lakers squad. Oh, I- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I think most people, I I mean, I don't know who you're talking to because I think most people are reacting like, how were the Lakers allowed to make this deal? Like, why did Minnesota and Utah, like, help the Lakers out so much? The Lakers, I mean, you think about, to be honest, what Palinka has been able to do over this stretch. They've kind of reshaped their team on the fly, and they got rid of pieces that weren't really helping them. I left out some names that they ended up giving up as part of this deal, too. But, like, Damian Jones, he wasn't playing. He's going to Utah. Once it's kind of Anderson, I like him. They can move on from him, right? Uh, Kendrick Nunn a little bit ago. wasn't he didn't do anything for him. Westbrook, we know the roller coaster ride that's been on with Westbrook. Just not a great fit. He is, you know, at times just not bought in. There's been a lot of friction. There's issues. He can't shoot. They had a whole bunch of guys who couldn't shoot. And now you have Beasley who can shoot. He can get you a bucket. D'Angelo Russell can shoot. Uh, You add Vanderbilt, who's long, right? He rebounds, plays defense, can defend a couple of spots. You could play some small ball five with him. So all of a sudden, oh, Rui Hachimura. They've gotten longer. They've gotten a couple. They got a guy who could play some defense. They got shooting. They've improved their team. I don't know if I look at them go championship team. I don't think that's the case. But... I, they were close. They were on life support, in my opinion. And now all of a sudden yeah. you go, oh, this team can maybe get into the play-in. And I don't know how many people want to play that team in the play-in if they get it clicking. Now, 
they also have to fit all these new pieces together. It's got a lot, a lot of changes on the fly, but it's definitely a, a good, good day for the Lakers. It's no, and I, I am a part of that boat, right? But I think what people, the expectations people have for the Los Angeles Lakers, it's always like championship or bust and they're like this doesn't move the needle and it's like no, no no it doesn't move the needle to making them contenders but it helps them screw with other western conference teams leading up to this postseason uh it helps them build a possible young sustainable future you know with wherever they direction that they do want to go with their basketball team and i think when you're playing a team that has LeBron James on it, you don't want to play him in a play-in game. That's yeah. not fun. Not only does he have experience, he's still one of the best, most dominant players out there when he wants to be. And that pick that they gave up, the 2027 pick, is top four protected um, that they, they gave to Utah, I believe, in that deal. And the protections are interesting on it. Like, if it does end up in the top four... Um, if it falls into the top four, the pick immediately converts into a 2027 second round pick. And then there are no other. So the, the Lakers somehow, some way get rid of Westbrook and they may yeah. not even get lose those 27, 29 picks. And so they get better during LeBron's window still being open. Like this is a great pivot. I mean, for all the crap we've talked about the Lakers and Palinka. How are they going to respond? This deal that they made today is way better than if they would have traded for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, like when they had a chance oh, to yeah. potentially. Like this is a great deal for them, and I hate saying that, but that that's that's the reality. Yeah, no, it it, it is. Um, it's surprising to see, especially when half of Los Angeles wanted Rob Palinka dead hey. after all the moves he made with Russell Westbrook. But now you got Russell Westbrook off your roster, off your books. No more drama with that. Um, Matt Barnes was saying that he was like, yeah, Utah's probably going to buy him out, and then he's going to look at the clip. The Clippers are going to look at him. Yeah, that, that's the Chris Haynes reported the Clippers and then the Bulls would have interest. So that's another story to follow. Uh, you know, in the next week or so. But the, with the trade deadline tomorrow, the Kings have made that one move for Kessler Edwards, kind of the fringe move. I feel like with the Lakers making a move and, you know, even Portland, I don't know what their intentions are and they could change fast by the time people are listening to this. This could be way dated, but they did trade Josh Hart today to the Knicks. Uh, by the way, a great video of Jalen Brunson finding out about the trade on camera, and he was, like, so happy because he gets to reunite with Josh Hart. They go way back. Oh. But, yeah, it was a really cool thing. Uh, but Josh Hart would have been kind of a nice pickup for the Kings if they could have made that happen. Cam Reddish and a pick ends up going to Portland. I don't know what Portland's doing. I don't know if Portland's trying to chase something bigger. You know, I don't think they're trying to tear it down. I have no idea what to feel, but I guess my point is I think – I think this puts a little more pressure on the Kings to, to get something done to improve it. And I know, like, their their messaging for so long is, hey, we're not going to just make a move to, like, we're trying to build something sustainable here. I still think there's a way you could make a move by tomorrow that keeps it sustainable. I'm not saying go mortgage your future to try to win an extra game in the playoffs, but, you know, this is going to be... It's going to be tight down the stretch of the season. I think there there's some things that can be done to help this team now. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I do too. And I do, I know a lot of people are all about like, Hey, keeping this team together and not making any moves. Let this like Howard Beck was with us today on the daily show. Just being like, yeah, maybe you just ride with this team through the postseason, and then like, look to make your tweaks in the off season. I'm, I'm always down for some tweaks. Um, so then you can head into the off season with different pieces that you want to grow with, um, especially if you feel like some pieces that you have here right now aren't part of your future. But at the same time, like I, I totally understand the other side of things too. And just like not trying to screw with it and have your first year, like it with a solid, solid appearance in the postseason. I'm laughing a little bit now because it's funny that we are on right now after a win and all of a sudden trade stuff has just taken over this podcast, which is fine. It's just crazy. It's just just crazy. Like it's, it's right here. You know, it's like, it's right. It's hours away. So we're here going, okay, what's, what's going to happen? Like, you know, so I get it. A couple other things just to highlight that we talk about Fox's big game. Uh, uh, Demonis Sabonis, he was dealing with foul trouble. He picks up his fourth, and they left him in there. So then he picks up his fifth in the third quarter, has to sit a while. He ends up staying in and not fouling out, though, when he gets back in the game, finished with 22 points, nine rebounds, and five dimes tonight. Dude, I'm glad that he was able to stay in there. I think that was huge for the ending of this game. Even... Even though he got blocked, even though he couldn't put back a, an easy two, but he had a strong spin move uh, in the paint to kind of start everything going there at the end as the chaos kind of started to unfold for both teams, which was nice to see. I loved what he was able to add, even being in foul trouble. But, dude, I don't even think we've talked about this yet. Keegan Murray um, becoming the the newest Kings rookie with the most made threes in a rookie season with 130 now. He's past bogey. Are we just going to acknowledge how that, what you just said was not smooth at all? I know. Okay, I, okay. I'm like, so a couple I of things. Like, did I say it right? I, one, I did say at the start of the podcast. So Keegan Murray set the Kings. Oh, man. Keegan Murray set the Kings rookie record. For most threes in a season, yeah. surpassing Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> no one, no one in the chat give Morgan crap. She has been grinding today, and this is the end of the day. We're not going to be smooth. I mean, I've been pretty smooth, but that was like it's a okay. stroke. Yeah, no, you're fine. By the way, we've got 500 people watching us live right now, which is amazing. We appreciate it. If you haven't yet, please hit the thumbs up button. Hitting the thumbs up just helps us grow. If you like the content, it's an easy way to support it. It doesn't cost you a thing. Hit the thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel as we chase 10,000 subs. Uh, before we continue with more in this game, I do want you to, want to mention one thing, Morgan. Tonight's Night Chat, presented by our friends over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Hey, if you're looking to buy a house, you need to hit up my guy, Sean. Look at his pretty little face on the screen. Uh, He's, number one, a great guy, but Morgan can attest to this. Big Kings fan, huge Kings fan, and he'd love to help a Kings fan 
purchase a home or at least give you answers on if it makes sense for you to buy a home. Can you afford to buy? What are the steps you have to take? Sean is your guy. He'll give you all the tools you need to make the right decision. He's got access to all the numbers, everything that you would need to make an informed decision. You can hit him up on his website, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You can also call or text him at 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. He's a big supporter of this podcast, and we really appreciate it. You can hit him up, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. That's equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends over at Guarantee. Right. Right. Guarantee. Right. I love the delay. I love the delay. Um. A couple other notes from this game, Morgan. You mentioned Keegan Murray. Yes, he knocked down a couple of threes in this one. Finished with 10 points, six rebounds, two steals. The Kings had 10 steals as a team tonight. We mentioned Sabonis' big night. I thought the bench played well. The bench brought it tonight, a much-needed spark. I thought Davion came in and provided a huge spark when he got the opportunity. He did it with his defense. He did it by setting up his teammates. Nine points, five assists. TD came in. 10 points on four of seven shooting, also at a dime. How about Malik Monk tonight? 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. They did something that I don't like, Morgan. They gave out the defensive player of a game, the game chain. He was the one who received it. Congrats to him. But you know my rule, Morgan. You don't give up what? a defensive player of the game chain when you give up 120. But they do it. I'm, I'm not going to keep talking about that. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, dude. You got to celebrate the small wins in life. Come on now. All right, Morgan Reagan, next up, the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, who tonight, Morgan, saw the debut of Kyrie Irving in Los Angeles against the Clippers. They didn't have Luka in that game, but they got the win. Kyrie Irving, in his debut with Dallas, had 24 points uh, he also had five assists, four rebounds. He did it on nine of 17 shooting, four of eight from downtown as they beat the Clippers, who did have Kawhi in the lineup and Paul George. So that's a big win for Dallas to win a game without Luka. And they, yeah. are, they are here coming up Friday, Saturday night for a back-to-back. Morgan, I feel like these... these are the biggest games of the year. Even before Kyrie was coming to Dallas, this was going to be big. Uh, we anticipate Luka is going to be back at least for one of those games it's a back-to-back he's coming off an injury so who knows he was he's with the team in LA on their road trip he joined them I anticipate he'll play against the Kings so you get Luca Kyrie Irving coming to town it's going to be an electric atmosphere this Kings team has more wins they did than they did last year it's a huge game with a team that's right behind you in the standings you're going up against an electric backcourt this is going to be fascinating to see how the Kings come out with this game after a long road trip. Um, and as we talk about this game really quick, I'm driving back into Sacramento and I see the beast. Hell yes. Now- I love it. Love it. Um, but seriously, about this weekend, Friday, Saturday, you're exactly right. We were talking about this weekend of Dallas before the Kyrie trade. So now you add the Kyrie component. Um, We already know what they lack defensively, but look at how the Kings 
split Jalen Green tonight, dude. Mm. Jalen Green's a young player who wasn't quick with his decision-making at times when that was being thrown at him. When you're throwing a blitz at Luka or Kyrie, they're going to make the quickest decision. They're going to make your entire defense have to think twice, rotate over, make mistakes. It's not going to be pretty, but if you're the Kings, you just have to be so mentally locked in defensively if you even want a a fighting chance on your home floor. Yeah, and I think that's the point. I think so many people are, are crapping on the idea of Kyrie and Luka, and I get being questioning what they're trying to do and tr- do you trust Kyrie, all that. I'm looking at this specific game, and here's what I know. Those two have to get used to playing with each other, so maybe this is the best time to play them. But you're exactly right. You blitz Luca, well, Kyrie can handle. You blitz Kyrie, it's going to be challenging. This is going to be a potent offense. They're going to be able to do some good things. They were able to put 110 points in the first game tonight up on the L.A. Clippers, and that was without Luca in the lineup. So the Kings have to be locked in. You know Kyrie's ability to create. I think you're also getting a motivated Kyrie Irving. You know, he, it's just like, hey, it's a new spa. I'm rejuvenated. I'm out of Brooklyn. They disrespected me. Stop it. But, you know, he's, if he feels that way, he may be more locked in. And they're going to be pretty fired up. And I, I, I'm curious what, you know, how they're going to respond to the atmosphere, right? Like, this is going to be a playoff intensity coming up on Friday. And the Kings have to match that intensity with their focus, with their approach. They got to keep the crowd into it. Let that crowd feed off of that crowd and get back going. I think they're going to be tired. I think that this there's some concern I have about this team right now where, you know, the shots just aren't falling at the same rate from three-point land. I think Kevin Herter is in a big-time funk right now. It seems like he can't connect with much from downtown. The Kings as a team were 10 of 30 tonight. Not a great percentage. I think they're going to have to fight through just like the mental adversity of, uh, we just got home and we're playing a back-to-back. It's going to be hard, but you know what? It's not supposed to be easy, right? Like it's you have to earn getting to the playoffs, and I think it's going to be a real good test for the t- for this team coming up Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and really quick too, I asked Matt about. I was like, why is it so hard after coming home from a road trip that first game back? And he's just like, he was like, you know, it, it was always just like getting acclimated, being back home, back around your family, back around your friends. And he's like, it just, it feels different. You know how, like, people that go on vacation are always like, oh, I need another day off or another week off from my vacation. And I think, like, obviously these are basketball players and they're, they get used to it, but no one ever really gets used to traveling that much. Yeah, and especially with how you know they've been away for a long time. Even though they only had that one back to back, it you know it's this has been a long road trip. They've they've been away for a minute. You're getting back home, and like someone like De'Aaron Fox, you're like you missed a couple games, but like it was in the hospital, laying on a shitty hospital whatever holdout. Like that that's gonna take a toll a little bit. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see uh, how it's all going to unfold. Well, Morgan, I know you're almost back in Sacramento. I can let you go because I can go ahead and I want to I want to play a couple of cuts, including what Malik Monk had to say to G-Man after the game. All right. Well, I'll catch you guys tomorrow on The Daily Show. That's Morgan Reagan. Catch you tomorrow, 11 a.m. And also, we're going to have a... So just so you guys know for our schedule tomorrow, we're going to be live at 11 a.m. 
uh, from 11 to 2 on Sacktown Sports. And then we are going to be live for a podcast on this channel that tomorrow night to just recap the entire entire day. Uh, Malik Monk joined G-Man after the game. He won the defensive player of the game chain. Here's what Malik had to say with G-Man after the game. We meet again. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. I, I, we've seen strange things over the years in NBA basketball. And the last couple of minutes of this one was just absolutely nail-biting. Yeah, what was sure. it like being out there in the middle of all this uncertainty and craziness? Oh, yeah, man. It's exciting, man. This is why we play the game, man, because you never know what's going to happen next. And um, this is what we prepare for, man. The, 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 the moments like this, the tough moments like this, the games when, it's, when we one point down, that's what we practice for, man. So it was fun to be out there. I got to ask you, was De'Aaron having words? Was he jawing with uh, Stephen Silas there from long distance? Yeah, he, he was just saying he was fouled. He fouled him. Okay. Yeah, yep, yep. I didn't know if, he, if they were taunting each other or what was going on from way up here, but it was interesting to see. And I saw the smile on De'Aaron's face afterwards, yes, but my goodness. Have you ever been in a situation where a game has gone to review with to determine whether or not there was time to shoot free throws or not? Yes, sir. Uh, I won a game where I was on a team, in the, the team in Charlotte, man. Jeremy Lamb hit a crazy half-court shot, well, pass half-court in Toronto. Um, they put time on the clock for that one, and, and he made it, and we won. Wow. Yes, sir. Well, how important is this win? Oh, yeah, it's great, man, because because – Coming up after after this All Star break, we got we got Dallas, Dallas, two hard teams. Then we go to Phoenix. Then we come back for All Star, man. And we got a lot of tough games ahead, man. So finishing this road trip with a win is is, is big for us, so we can go um, home with, with 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 momentum. Have you found a new gear on this road trip? Yes, sir. Definitely. I had to turn it up, man. I was I was I was missing uh, missing too many shots, um, so I had to I had to change change my little routine, and um, it worked for me. And and what kind of changes did you make? Yes, sir. Uh, eating a little better, going to sleep a little earlier. And um, getting way more shots than I normally do. Well, you've averaged 17 a game on this road trip, and you had 17 tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like the fact that you're walking out of here and finishing the longest trip of the year with a 4-3 and three record. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Malik. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you on the airplane. Yes, sir. There's G-Man with Malik Monk. Some interesting comments there, right? Because Malik has looked a lot better recently. And there was that one stretch after a game where Mike Brown was like, hey, I'm not worried about him, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not afraid to make changes, you know, as long as he's getting his shots up, doing the right things. And he says he's made some changes. And that's fascinating because you look at what he was able to do on this road trip. In the seven-game road trip, he had 13 in the first game in the loss to Minnesota on five of six. He followed that up with 19 points, five assists, three steals. He did have five turnovers in that overtime win in Minnesota. And then San Antonio, he had 22 and five. He had 12 in the loss to Indiana, 16 in that hideous game to the Pelicans. Uh, last couple of games against Houston, he had 20 points, and then tonight, 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. So, uh, man, it's it's interesting to hear an NBA guy go, yeah, I had to make some changes. Like, I had to change what I was eating, get some more sleep, do a few things differently. And so that's, you know, that's that's pretty interesting for him to even admit that. Appreciate you guys being here, by the way. Melissa says, love seeing Malik turn on another gear. Dude, same. Uh, Phillip says, love watching Deuce and Mo after the game. Even better after a win. Light the beam, baby. Yes, that was dope. Uh, let's hear from uh, Malik Monk after this game. Morgan Reagan, our Morgan Reagan. And Matt Barnes talked to De'Aaron after the game. I feel like I'm a better free throw shooter than I was in the past, and I feel like I've proven it this year. Um, but going to the going to the line with the game on the line, especially with 0.3 seconds left, uh, I knew I really just needed two, and they wouldn't be able to get a catch and shoot off. So 
De'Aaron, congratulations on the win tonight. I also, actually, and I actually tried to miss the, I tried to miss the, the, the third yeah. one. I wanted it to bounce up. Hi, Arthur. Yes. <laughs> congrats on the win tonight, and congrats on the little one. Tell us what your last three to four days have been like. Obviously, you know, family first. Basketball is a huge priority. But what has your last three to four days been like? Oh man, uh, before the team got here, I was, I was on a, um, a hospital. A hospital couch, little pullout bed for for three days straight, three nights. So um, even this first the, the first game here, I was I was a bit tired. Um, I was only able to work out one time because I had one night outside of the hospital before they got here. So um, it's been a long week for me. Man, I mean, in this win too, you guys really had to grind that one out. Um, what what does this type of win mean for your squad? Yeah, yeah man. Well, one, I think it's hard to beat a team, you know, four times, especially when you're playing back to back twice. So, uh, I mean, kudos to them. They they had a they had a long talk, uh, you know, the last after the last time we beat them, and they came out ready to play. Jalen Green had a big game, uh, but for us, man, it's obviously. I don't think we play the way that we wanted to play. Uh, you don't want the game being that high scoring for both teams, but uh, for us to be able to grind it out and get a win is, is, is still good. De'Aaron, I think you've made so many leaps in your game this year. Um, I think the coaches got it wrong by not naming you an all-star uh, initially. Steph Curry goes down, unfortunately. Um, what would it mean to you to be named an all-star for the first time this year? I mean, I think, I think it's big, uh, but for me personally, everybody knows me. I, I don't really... It doesn't matter. Regardless, for, for, for me, I just want to win games, man. If, if I wasn't an all-star and we won a championship, I'd be the happiest person in the world. So um, that, that is what it is. If I, if I get it, I do. If I don't, uh, I get to be at home with a newborn. So yeah, it's a win-win for me. One last one for you. Uh, being on that side of the call at the end of the game, <laughs> how did that feel? I mean... I told I, I told all of them. Obviously, I'm from here, and I know a lot of those guys on the other side of the of the of the bench. And I told them, I said, "Yo, E.G. hit me. He definitely hit me. He knew he hit me." So I was like, "Yo, I put that on everything. He got me." And it, I mean, we didn't we didn't have a challenge. They didn't have a challenge. So at the end of the day, there was nothing nothing could change. So I knew once they called it, I just had to knock it down the free throws. I love it. Thanks so much for joining us, De'Aaron. Go enjoy the win. Go enjoy the newborn. Have a good <laughs> I appreciate one. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. There's De'Aaron Fox on NBC Sports California with Matt Barnes and, of course, Morgan Reagan. Uh, one thing he said in there about, yeah, you know, if I get named, cool. If not, I'll just stay, you know, chill with the, the baby. I get all that. This guy needs to be playing in the All-Star game. Like, he deserves to go. He deserved to be in before. I don't see how he's not in, especially with Curry being out, Zion being out. How, how does he not make the team? The guy's been unbelievable. He's been clutch. Fourth quarter numbers are off the charts. Again, another... Fourth quarter, double digits in scoring, 13 tonight. De'Aaron Fox is a no-brainer. He's played like an all-star. He's been awesome. He's got to be in. I would be shocked if he was not named to the NBA all-star team as an injury replacement. And people always, oh, yeah, but it's injury replacement. It count. No, it counts. It counts. No one like looks back at someone's resume and goes, they made the all-star team, but it was an injury replacement. No, you're an all-star. You're an all-star. He deserves it. He's played like one. This is not like the Pro Bowl where you're the fourth alternate and you get in. It's like, oh, wait, that guy had four touchdowns this year. Why is he getting in? It's not the same. Fox's numbers have been legit. He's playing on a team that's currently the number three seed in the Western Conference. Not only number three seed, even if you're like, well, that's only on pace for 47. The guy is taking, helping guide a team that has not won in 16 years, and they're on pace for 47 wins right now. In fact, let's take a look at the NBA standings. The Kings right now, still in that third spot. They're 31-23 and 23 on the year, finishing this road trip at 4-3. and three. 
Look who's right behind him. Dallas. You think these two games coming up this weekend are huge? Dallas wins both. They're tied. This is a significant series. I mean, you could get some separation here. This is the first match of these two teams uh, of the season. These two teams are matching up for the first time this season, if I could actually get my words out correctly. So this is, these are huge games. Kings with a two-game lead right now on Dallas, also on Phoenix and the Clippers. This is how tight the shit is right now in the West. The, the Clippers, Mavs, Suns, all two games back. The Pelicans, just three games back, along with Minnesota. Then you got Golden State. They lost tonight in Portland, which is pretty wild. And then, of course, Utah. It looks like they're going to go in tank, tank, tank city mode. The Lakers are going to be trying to make a move here. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be great down the stretch. Let's get ready to go. Let's buckle up. We'll be back live again tomorrow morning, live at 11 a.m. Don't miss it. If anything happens before then, like early in the morning, we'll probably go live before that. But just know we have our daily show 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time on Sacktown Sports. We'll follow that up with another trade deadline recap show tomorrow night. Trade deadline night chat where we will talk to you. We appreciate you guys so, 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 so much. We love you guys, but we gots to go. You all have an amazing night. See ya! Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.